0: Welcome to the Public Services Reform podcast from the Centre for Market and Public Organisation. My name is Ramesh Vaitalingam and today's interview is with Lindsay McMillan, a researcher at the Centre who's written a report called Social Mobility and the Professions, a submission to the Panel for Fair Access to the Professions, chaired by Alan Milburn, MP. Lindsay, I wonder if you could start off by explaining exactly what the issue is that you've been looking at.
1: There's been a lot of... uh information in the media recently about uh, the changes in mobility across time in the UK since the White Paper on Social Mobility came out last year. And as part of that, this panel was formed to look at you know fair access to the professions. And this piece of work was really interested in looking at the background of the professions of those who have entered into the labour market over the past 50 years and to see if there is any kind of differences in the incomes of people that get into different professions.
0: So can you explain how you've gone about doing the research, what professions you looked at, what kind of people you looked at to to measure these changes, if any?
1: I I used two British birth cohort studies, uh, one which was from 1958, everyone born in a week in 1958, and one from everyone born in a week in 1970. Um, These cohort studies are regularly used as comparisons to look across time at what's happening. And uh, there's comparable income measures at 16 in both cohort studies. And then at 33 and 34, we can observe um, the individual's occupations. Uh, The idea behind this is to look at whether um, the family incomes of those that are entering into the top professions, so for example, I pick out doctors, lawyers, uh, scientists... To name but a few, um, are actually coming from wealthier families compared to the average individual in this cohort, or whether they are coming from less wealthy families.
0: So, so the issue is you've got you've got say the uh, kids born in 1958. Look at the income of their families then, and then see if that has an impact or has some relationship with the with the profession they might be in later in their lives. And then you're making also making a comparison over time between the 1958 cohort and the 1970 co- cohort to see if there's been some change.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So what, what, what have you found?
1: Well, the main findings are that from all the professions that I looked at, they came from families with incomes higher than the average for the cohort studies. In particular, there were a few professions, doctors and lawyers, who came from families with incomes up to 50%, 60% larger than the average family income at 16.
0: That's in both cohorts?
1: That's in both cohorts, but actually across time, the gap between uh, doctors and lawyers and the average family income has increased. So just to quote you a figure, doctors in the 1958 cohort were from on average families that were 42% better off than the average family. But in the 1970 cohort, they were from families that were on average 62% better off than the average. So there was an increase in the social gradient across time.
0: So is, is it, does it differ across professions? I mean, is it, is it more the case you'll see that with doctors and lawyers, as you mentioned, and less perhaps with nurses and engineers and that's school what teachers? I,
1: that's what I tended to find. Um, for occupations such as nursing, there was very little um, difference between their average family income and that of the sample average and actually there was very little change across time for the this occupation as well Uh, the same could be said to be true for artists musicians and writers however there were some occupations such as journalists and accountants who looked very similar to the average in the 1958 cohort in terms of their family income, so they weren't necessarily from wealthier families. But by the 1970 cohort, those that were going on to become journalists and accountants were from families with, on average, about 40% higher incomes than the sample average. So it seems like, for these professions in particular, there has been movement towards children from wealthier families getting into these professions across time.
0: So what 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 do you think is going on? Is it just simply a case then? Do you think of of, uh, of money buying people access to these professions? Is, is it do in some way, the parents have the, have the access to private education or connections or something of that kind to be able to propel their children into these uh, into these professions?
1: Well, one of the main arguments that I guess the people in these professions would make in this situation is that it's always the highest able that get to enter these professions, and they just so happen to come from better-off families, either through the genetic transmission of ability or, you know, through this education link. Um, So I did actually look at the ability scores of these same individuals um, using an IQ measure, which is broadly comparable across the 1958 and 1970 cohort. It was taken when the children were 10. So this is a measure of their ability at age 10, and then seeing what they go on to become at age 33, 34. And the pattern for ability was the opposite to what we were seeing in income. So whereas the family incomes of doctors and lawyers, for example, were increasingly less like the average, in terms of ability, they were looking a lot more like the average individual in the 1970 cohort compared to the 1958 cohort. One thing I should say is that they are always... More intelligent than the average individual, so these are clearly still the intelligent members of society It's just that there seems to be a decrease in the ability in the ability gradient and an increase in the income gradient Lindsay, this
0: this seems as if it, it's kind of news that is, is not is not a good reflection on british society, but is there something anything do you think that we could really do about it
1: I think that it's true that it's not a good reflection on british society um a number of things could be done to improve social mobility and there's been a lot of talk about it as the outcome of this uh, Fair Access to the Professions report um, said, one of which was you know, restricting free internship places to remove nepotism. Other suggestions that I could make would be looking at the access to education policies in this country. At the moment, uh, where you live determines where you go to school to a large extent. And so people in poorer neighbourhoods are not getting good access to better schools. So I think there's something that could be done in that area. In addition, I think maybe the professions have a responsibility themselves to record or look into the background of people that they're employing. Uh, one example is that I know that the Law Society is now considering changing any data that they collect to also include the socio-economic position of the lawyer's family so that they do get a feel for whether the access to the profession is fair or not. And I think that's a very positive step.
0: Final question, Lindsay. What, what, what about the, the future research agenda around this issue? I mean, is, is this something we can look at with, with future... Um cohorts to see what's happening with them say with the millennium cohort although we might have a long time to wait
1: absolutely one of the major problems with all this mobility research and it's said time and time again is that the data from the british cohort studies is really picking up those who went to school for the latest cohort that were born in 1970 they went to school under you know the thatcher government so we can't say a lot about what's been happening under say new labour policies that have been brought in So for the future, we need to wait until data comes out and perhaps find methods where we can get a feel for what's happening, what might happen in the future, given, for example, the relationship between family income and education at at the current time.
0: Thank you very much.